Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Um, We are actually together. And we've had a really hard time figuring out how to start this episode because we're like staring at each other in person and (laughs) geeking out. And it's weird because we've been together all weekend since Thursday Mm -hmm. and it's now Sunday and we record all the time, obviously, and it just flows. But now that we're trying to record in person, it's just feels weird. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the last time we recorded, we had a little bit of alcohol involved in that. And I think that made us a little bit like looser when it came We didn't even like think about it. We we started recording. No, we just started recording. And this one we're like And we're uh, also probably like a little brain dead because we've been like going ham all weekend with climbing, camping, hiking, like all the things. Yeah. So basically uh Rachel came to California on Thursday and Friday, Saturday, and today we've been in Joshua Tree. We mm-hmm. just got back, like, not too long ago. Literally, like, two hours ago. <laughs> yeah. So we just tried to pick up. I got a matcha. She got a coffee. And we're like, okay, let's do this. Let's record. So bear with us because our brains are just a little bit – it was a long weekend. Really Very was. fun. So much fun. It was so needed. Um, Erica put together the most amazing weekend ever, honestly. Like, I just – I'm so blown away. Yeah, I basically, what I did was I tried to gather, like, all my closest friends and just give her, like, the whole Joshua Tree experience of, like, climbing and camping and uh, just hanging out with friends. And, you know, this morning before we left Joshua Tree, our friends did, like, a little sound bath. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just trying to, like, I don't know. I think it's because there's only so much of her of me that she can know about me through like just us talking on the phone and stuff like you don't I feel like you don't really know someone truly truly until you get them into in the context of their friends like I don't know like it's important to see how you are like around your friends because I don't know even though like I feel like I am myself but Mm -hmm. like you're you probably saw lots a lot of things about me this weekend where you're like oh I didn't really like think I don't know, maybe In there certain was. aspects, maybe, but I feel like I, I definitely get what you're saying about seeing the whole kind of person yeah, and yeah. the way they interact with other people yeah. that are close in their life. Um, but I feel like you and I specifically, we are so um, grounded in who we yeah, are yeah, that it's yeah. like, it's not like I saw you around your friends and I'm like, whoa, yeah, she's different yeah, or whoa, yeah. she does this. Maybe but I definitely saw like more of the dynamics that you've talked about. And yeah. like when, I mean, you talk on the podcast a lot and like with me a lot about your, um, friendship dynamics. Yeah. And stuff like yeah. That. So I definitely got to see a lot of that yeah. in place. So that was really yeah. cool. Yeah. But I just like enjoyed it so much. And I know that like you guys were telling me like Joshua Tree's really hard. Like don't be overwhelmed. And getting there, like, I was so surprised that that first thing we got on, I was yeah. like, oh my god, I yeah. did it! <laughs> so basically, Joshua Tree is an extremely hard place to climb. So no matter how well you do, like, if you climb in the gym, if you go outdoors to Joshua Tree, like, it's just, like, a whole other level. Mm-hmm. And so we took her to this area where it's considered, like, a warm-up for a lot of climbers. But mm-hmm. it's a high ball, so the, the boulder is very high. 
Um, and I was like quite shocked that you actually like you fucking I just did went it for it. I had to watch a couple of people first because this was like I had never climbed outside before, and I was definitely first time nervous. outdoors. Yeah, ever. crazy. Yeah, I was definitely nervous. But then like we got there, and I don't know. I just like watched a few people, and I was like, all right, I'm ready. Like I just didn't let myself overthink it. Yeah. And then when I was on it, I just like went for it, and I just definitely took my time. But then. Getting to the top was scary. I don't like topping out where you, like, yeah. go to the top, like, yeah. climb over the top to get to the very top of the boulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't – I was really scared to get there, especially because we saw the backside of it. And I was like, I don't want to go down that. But yeah, just – I did it. And then I did it a second time, and I was like, wow, that felt even better. So – You did really good. You honestly did really, really good. And you were, like, determined on, like – on all the climbs that we did. You were like, I, even if it was like way above probably oh, yeah. what you can really climb at. There's only one that we approached and I was like, I'm not even going to touch that. I oh. mean, I touched it, but. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And I think there, that was pretty much, I mean, we pretty much did yeah. almost the I same at least try, like I at least like tried. And my whole thing was like, even if I can get like one or two moves per thing that I tried, like I was going to be so happy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was so much fun. Um, And also just like. I love camping. I love vibing with people. And I already knew that you're friends. Like, I knew I would vibe with them. But yeah. also just, like, being there and actually vibing with them was yeah. so fun. Yeah. Um, and I just really – the more and more that I dive into the mindset and spiritual work in, over the past few years, the more that I've realized just how important it is the people that you surround yourself with. Because I yeah. don't think that I put enough weight on that. Mm-hmm. Even at the beginning of my diagnosis oh, yeah. and way before that. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, like, hang out with the people that you're used to and you don't really, like, think – you don't think through the relationships mm-hmm. in your life and friendships mm-hmm. in your life. And then at a certain point, you're just like so buried yeah. by the drama yeah. and the stress. Yeah. And, oh, what is this person saying? And, oh, how does this person feel about me? Why isn't this person hanging out with me? And all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like when you have the right people in your life, you don't worry about that whatsoever. Like yeah. I have so many friends now where like if I don't hear from them for a couple of weeks, I'm not like, oh, God, are they mad at me? Did yeah, I do something? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. we're busy and like if I need to reach out I'll be like oh hey Mm -hmm. how are you and it's like fine we pick right back up and I think um on top of that just having those relationships and friendships in your life that are just such good vibes and you just know it's wholesome right like you don't yeah I didn't have there was not one point at any like point during this trip that I felt like I needed to be a certain way or act a certain way and actually a couple of people commented on that like Mm -hmm. whoa like no wonder Erica is, like, friends with yeah. you. I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. Like, we get it. You yeah. know, we get each other. And we yeah. also get, like, what it means to genuinely be yourself, to genuinely be yes. a good person. Exactly. I mean, that's, like, top priority to me of, like, people that I choose to have as, like, close friends mm-hmm. is that, like, I, I want to feel like I'm getting pretty much that person. Yeah. You know, like, like I just said, like, you saw me in the context of my friends mm-hmm. at the first time. So, like, maybe there were, like, little small things that, you know, it's not like I haven't been myself, but I think you just get a clearer vision. Mm-hmm. So, like, what did – I don't know, just curious. Like, what did you see about me this weekend that you were like, oh, like, I, I couldn't – I didn't know she was like that or, like – Honestly, something that I found very interesting is, like, you you were like, oh, you know, like, my friends are very – like, we're very, like, touchy-feely. Like, we just, like, yeah. all love each other, whatever. And honestly – I feel like I almost expected more. Mm. Like, I was actually surprised because when I hear that, like, I feel, I guess I'm just a touchy-feely person. And I'm just, yeah, yeah. like, I love physical touch with, like, any of my close friends. Yeah. And so that doesn't – so maybe I just, like, wasn't – I wasn't, like, thinking, like, oh, whoa, like, they're touching each other a lot because that oh, felt yeah. normal to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I think, like, in general, it was exactly what I expected, although at the same time, I didn't, like, expect anything. Yeah, yeah, sense. yeah. Um, okay. I don't well. think there was anything, like, specific that... I mean, really I feel like out. as far as, like, my humor and my silliness, like, I feel like you get some of that, but I don't feel like... I would say that, like, you don't you don't really see me, like, that full, like, silly. Yeah, and, like, that's true. You know, because, like, we always have... I mean, we're Some always, balance like, of, like, working yeah. and then, like, yes, like, we, like, are trying to, like, engage in each other's, like, personal life. Uh-huh. But, like, for the most part, it's, like, I don't know. We really haven't just had, like, a pure conversation unrelated to anything. That's so true. Like, there, it, we always it's end up always. saying, like, well, what are we going to do about the retreat uh-huh. and, like, this and that. And so, There's like, always, like, an undertone of business, like, when we're on the phone or, like, yeah. on Zoom or something. Because we, like... We both are so busy when we're not literally physically with yeah. each other that yeah. it's like we kind of have to like use those pockets of time yeah. to talk about business stuff. Yeah. And so I guess that's true. Like I definitely saw even more of that side, but it's not like I like didn't know that was there. You know, because we're yeah. always like laughing and joking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was really fun. It was really nice to be able to do like we didn't really talk about work like at all besides being like besides like I think two times I was like oh like America's podcast co-host and like Mm -hmm. Jess for instance was like oh my god Ray hi oh oh, yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) she's like it's you I was like oh yeah that's crazy and then when we went to go get the uh coffees right now (gasps) yeah crazy so uh when we went to go to the this place that I get my matcha at all the time uh, there's this girl that always makes my matcha and like we've had like conversations but like I don't really bring up my podcast or podcast mm-hmm. unless like someone says like I don't know like maybe they're like what are you about to go do right now yeah, and then I'll go like I'm not gonna just be like I don't know and I just be like, which we've talked about we need to be like better about no, not yeah. just like bringing it up out of nowhere but yeah yeah it's like you know this is a big a big part of our job, even though we don't get paid for it, yeah. which a little plug for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. Like we said, it's it's definitely a job. But anyway, so she's there. The other guy that was working with her was like, "Oh, what are you guys up to?" And mm-hmm. then Rachel's like, "Oh, we're gonna record for a podcast." And then he was like, "Oh, really? What's it about?" And then like I don't know why. Like I get, I'm not self conscious about it, but I think I, I it's understand like so that auto, yeah, like autoimmune yeah. is like not on everyone's radar, yeah. and like a lot of people would be like, okay, like I don't sure, like I don't really yeah, know what that yeah. means, and they're gonna kind of like go along with it, but mm-hmm. I don't think they fully understand it. But anyways, the girl that always makes my matcha ends up saying like, oh, what, like what's this called? You know, she got really interested, yeah. and then she was like, I have MS, and we're like, you I know, the like, interesting part that I that I noticed about that though is like. She definitely started to get really interested, and then we told her the name, and then we told her what it was about, and we talked even more, and then she was like, oh, well, it just hits very close to home, because, like, it took her a while to get to that point, yeah, and I very yeah. much relate to that, because I will, like, talk to people about, um, you know, they'll be like, oh, I have, you know, an autoimmune disease, whatever, before I even say anything, mm-hmm. if they, like, bring something up, and I am, like, very hesitant sometimes to say that I have RA, but also to be like, oh, well, like, I'm a health coach, like, yeah. I get it, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a hard thing to just bring into the conversation even if that's the topic of conversation yeah yeah then she was like oh I have MS and we were like wait what yeah (laughs) and it's and then I told her like you know she probably sees because she always compliments me Mm -hmm. I always think I look like crap but but she's always like you always look so cute when you come in here 
And so, like, she probably is looking at me this whole time thinking, oh, she's a perfectly healthy person. Like, because I've talked Mm -hmm. about, like, oh, I, you know, went on a camping trip. I did some climbing. So she probably nowhere near Mm -hmm. on her radar that I have rheumatoid arthritis. And then the fact that I learned that she had MS, like, Looking at her, like, yeah, there would be would no, there would yeah. be absolutely no way. Like, mm-hmm. she's so, like, spunky and friendly and, like, she has, like, good energy. And it's, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, again, even myself as a person with an autoimmune mm-hmm. disease, we still kind of have that yeah. stereotype of, like, yeah. there's something that we'd be able to see in that person mm-hmm. to let us know, like, they have an autoimmune disease. Yeah. But that's not the case whatsoever. And the other part that's crazy about that is that she said that she's been doing a lot of, like, holistic healing since she was yeah. diagnosed at 18. And, like... She's probably been doing that mostly alone. And, mm-hmm. like, that's why what we do is so important and why we want to do this autoimmune retreat, which we told her about. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that that, like, is such an important part of what we do and, like, mm-hmm. that we're trying to bring everyone in the community together. And yeah, it, like, makes me feel just so amped for what's to come and, like, how just how much we can change the autoimmune community, like, in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely, like... It's crazy, and that's, like, when we have these conversations with people that get really stoked to be able to talk or listen to other people that are going through similar things. Like, yes, like, they're, you know, it physically affects people differently, whether you have MS or rheumatoid arthritis or lupus, but it's, like, fundamentally, we're all going through the same thing. We all have the same fears. We all have to go through the medications and finding the right diet and doing all the things so there is like a lot of like common ground within all that so it's like mm-hmm. when I I don't know it's like I, you throw the podcast thing out there and then you really forget how many people seriously have autoimmune mm-hmm. disease or so, know someone yeah. yeah exactly or like my mom has it or this mm-hmm. or some someone really close to them and uh that's it's kind of the sad part, too, yeah. of, like, how many people now, like, a lot of people have thyroid, like, mm-hmm. autoimmune disease. Like, that's one of the most common, I feel like the most, like, under un- underestimated, yeah. like, unspoken one. It seems like people just accept, like, oh, like, I my thyroid's not functioning. Yeah. Like, it's become just some normal part yeah. of our society. But it's like, no, that's a huge thing. And, like, And there's, like, a whole lot you can do to help it, too, which is crazy that, like, people just don't know. Um... Yeah, it's, it's definitely, first of all, it's on the rise of, like, being diagnosed rather than people being like, oh, like, being sick is not normal. Oh, weird. Like, let me go figure out what's going on with my gut, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's, we think of it as such a niche thing, but when you really think about how many times when you bring it up, mm-hmm. people can relate in some way. Yeah. Whether, oh, yeah. like you said, whether it's, like, a friend or a parent or a grandmother or whatever, um... And I do want to encourage people. So I don't know if I'm, I don't think I mentioned this on the last um, episode, but a, a few weeks ago, I was in the car with this person and we started listening to one of our autoimmune and you episodes together. And this was the first time that I had ever listened to one of our episodes with someone like being right next to them. And that was really vulnerable for me, but he, he loved it. He was like, oh my gosh, like this is actually really cool. I'm learning so mm-hmm. much about you and about like, what you guys go through and he was like laughing along with us and I thought it was really cool and I was like wait a second you know people that don't have autoimmune disease would actually really benefit from listening to our podcast whether it's like whoever's listening to this right now like whether Mm -hmm. it's your you know your parent or your spouse or your friend or something Mm -hmm. like 
It's not like we're just sitting here like, oh, yeah, like, this one time, like, yeah. I don't know, this one big flare-up. Like, yeah, yeah, we do talk about that stuff, but it yeah. also helps for people to understand exactly what it's like to go through. So yeah. feel free. Like, if you're listening to this, share it with people. Like, mm-hmm. or, you know, even if it's just a little portion of something that we say that really yeah. resonates yeah. with something that you deal with and you don't necessarily know how to vocalize that to the yeah. people in your life, like, yeah. we're here for that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think that you and I are both very passionate about... Like we are, we want to be that person for you that we didn't have when we were diagnosed and like, however we can do that for you. Like we're Mm -hmm. here for it. Yeah. No, that's actually like an amazing point because we think like, oh, we're just trying to target the people with Mm -hmm. autoimmune disease, but it's like, how beneficial could that be if we're discussing something that like, like you said, you don't know how to vocalize, you don't know Mm -hmm. how to communicate to that to your partner or like maybe you just don't even have the energy to go out of your own way to like say like, hey, this is what my life looks like dealing with this condition. Like, hey, listen to some, because sometimes it's really weird. Like the closest, the people closest to us sometimes don't understand the least. Mm -hmm. And then when you when they hear it from another perspective, yes. from another person, sometimes that clicks more yeah. for them. And so I think sharing, you know, a little clip or whatever or a whole episode or whatever you feel, you know, called to do and sharing that with someone else could really yeah. have a better influence on not just yourself but on your like partner. example, like real-life example, um, not even related to autoimmune disease. Like think about it, if you put on like an outfit, right, and you're like – you ask your boyfriend like – oh, does this look cute? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But then you go ask your best friend and they're like, yeah, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Who are you going to like put more weight on? Like honestly, probably for the most part, your best friend because you like trust them in that way a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But like, but you feel like they get you more, right? So like kind of the same thing. Um, I think that like when you have someone so close in your life, you feel like they get you, but sometimes you don't necessarily know exactly how to vocalize that and you want them to get you. Um, and, and sometimes like putting trust in, I mean, obviously you don't know us, but like putting trust that Mm -hmm. the way that we say things is, is truly coming so from the heart and Mm -hmm. we're not just saying it to be like, this is what my life is like. Like we want you to be able to relate, but also sometimes it's hard to allow people in your life that are super close to relate like quite so much because you don't want to feel like you're complaining. You don't want to feel like you're constantly burdening, burdening them or, um, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the computer screen yeah. went out and I was like, oh. Uh, uh, also, I was thinking about, okay, so like when I went to go visit you in Portland, right, mm-hmm. uh, there was no one around us that we had to explain that like, oh, we both have RA in a sense of like taking care of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because when you are out here camping with us yeah. and we're doing strenuous things, like we had to really kind of vocalize mm-hmm. about, like, the issues that were experienced. Like, oh, my knees, like, going up. The- oh, my God. Yeah. Speaking oh. of, okay, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll, my God. We'll, get, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but what I'm saying is that it, this time when she came here, you know, my friends already know that I have already. They know I'm very vocal about it. I'm very, like, have strong boundaries when it comes to sleep, physical activity, the way that I eat. Um, and so like having another person around that also like has to take care of themselves. It's like, that was interesting for the first time. Like I didn't feel like alone in that. Like I had someone who knew exactly what that was feeling like. And like, to be honest, the night before, so Thursday, Rachel came and then we woke up Friday to, uh, to leave out there early and I couldn't really sleep Thursday because I was like excited and just anticipating the weekend Mm -hmm. and like. 
I, sometimes I get like that and it's hard to turn my brain off. So anyways, I didn't, I didn't sleep at all. I slept like maybe an hour. Like I, my brain was just like way too overactive. And so my finger got really flared out mm-hmm. and I was like super upset about it. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, like not only am I tired now I have a swollen finger and I'm not going to be able to climb. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's just weird being able to like, because Rachel slept in the same bed with me. And she's like, in the morning, like, waking up and telling her, like, oh, mm-hmm. my freaking finger got swollen because I was stressed all night yeah. and I didn't sleep. And then just being able to, like, communicate together, mm-hmm. like, outdoors in an environment that's so harsh mm-hmm. where, like, if you don't have, you know, all these issues with your joints and stuff, like, you know. It's still it, strenuous even without yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. So it's like, think about that. Like, even my friends that don't have this autoimmune condition that go camping and climbing. They were dead last night. <laughs> everyone was dead. So imagine what that's like. It's like 10 mm-hmm. extra layers yeah. to what we have to think about and what we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so that was really interesting to be able to be like, how's your knees feeling? Like, mm-hmm. how's this? Like, we're checking in on each other because... It is strenuous. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot. Like when people see climbing, like you see the person on the wall, you see that like moment, but there's that, like, like three minutes yeah. of being on the wall. <laughs> but there's like all this like lead up mm-hmm. to it. And there's like, you know, getting all your gear together and yeah. getting like hauling the backpack and the crash mm-hmm. pads and hiking in yep. and then setting up yep. and then, yeah, like yeah. all of it. And there's... then trying a bunch of times on the wall and then packing it all back up yeah. and then walking to the next one. Yeah. And, and like... dealing with the heat or mm-hmm. dealing with the cold. So like there is a Shoes lot... on and off. Like yep. that's strenuous on your hands. Yep. Like... yep. So, anyways, what, oh, gosh, I want to talk about the freaking uh, Hall of Horrors oh, and Josh. Oh, my gosh. I don't even, okay. That was, okay, I go. did not okay. know what to expect. So, basically, we, let's paint this picture. So, we had all of our stuff. We got all of our, this was like, um, we didn't do anything yet that day, right? That was the very beginning. Yeah, that was the yeah. very first Okay, thing. so we got into the park, because we parked, uh, we camped outside of the park on these, like, dry lake beds. That was so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got to the park maybe, like, I don't know, 11.30 or 12 or something, mm-hmm. and we finally got all our stuff together. It was really busy in the park, because it was Saturday morning, and it took a, there was, like, I don't know, eight cars or something of us. Yeah. And so we all had to, like, find parking, so people were, like, circling around. Finally, we all park. And we get all of our stuff together and we walk over to like where the other friends were and we had all of our stuff with us and he was like, no, 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 go put that away. We're doing this thing first. And we were like, uh, what? I was like, can I at least like bring my water? He's like, honestly, no. And I was like, what the heck are we doing? Like, what do you mean I can't bring my water? Like, he was like, no, literally put everything away. And we're like, okay. Yeah. So we go put it away. He's like, we're like, what are we doing? Like, I don't understand. Why can't I bring anything with me? He's like, I promise you don't want to have anything with you. Maybe a light jacket. And we're like what he's like yeah it's like it might get kind of cold and they're like where are we going he's like yeah it's just like really dark in spots and erica's like oh hell no well, no he said it was gonna be pre- pretty much pitch black yeah like part yeah, yeah yeah he was saying like and one of my like things that gets me really scared is like not being able to see and then on top of that adding massive rocks like literally massive huge like you would think you're in freaking jurassic park oh yeah insane like piled on top of each other and we're climbing under them climbing underneath above them scrambling and like literally like bouldering like climbing up these rocks but also like crawling through areas and Mm -hmm. like i didn't know we were gonna be on our hands and knees my knees were torn up and they were hurting so bad during it but honestly it was worth it 
Um, and then there's this one part where you literally have to slither under these massive boulders. And that was like, talk about mindset and getting over it. Like, yep. <gasps> yep. Yep. I'm like still getting chills from that. Yeah. It was, it was pretty intense. And like, obviously like I've been outdoors a lot. I've done a lot of like crazy things, but I feel like that to me was like, it pushed my limits for mm-hmm. sure. Like I was telling her, I was like, there was a point where I was like, I don't think I could do this because there was this like, I don't know, freaking massive boulder, mm-hmm. the one that she was talking about. And it's just like, what, how much, how much space know, do you like think you foot, have? Maybe. Yeah. You have like barely enough to get your body If anyone through. was like, if anyone had a little bit bigger butt than me, you can't get through that. Oh, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I'm not as blessed in that area. So I felt like I was able to like yeah. slide easily, but it's kind of like, it felt like you were like trying to swim upstream, but like on rock to get And nothing this, to grab onto. Nothing to grab onto. And it's like pitch dark and you can just see a little bit of light at the other side to where you need to get through. Um, so that was interesting. I think that like was like a testament to like, I don't know, just trying to like convince yourself like it's going to be fine. People Mm -hmm. do this all the time. Like we're going to be safe. I mean, of course, like anything really could happen. Like it's not an unrealistic fear, you know? Um, but I'm just like, when I get really nervous, I'm like pretty vocal about it. So I was really kind of like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I want to do this. But, but once we got done and we got out of it, I was like, wow, like that was cool. Um, it was really cool. I'm so glad we did it. Um, something nice about that particular, I mean the whole entire weekend, but also that particular thing is like just how much we were like checking on each other because we truly understood. And at mm-hmm. one point I was like, no dude, my left knee is not doing well, but like, what are you going to do? I have to get to the outside. Like yeah. we have to keep going. I'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Um, and then there was like a really scary thing that happened the first night and then like happened during the day, the second day where my knee was locking out. That mm. was like oh, yeah. a whole new thing. And so basically I was like just standing there. Literally my legs were just straight and all of a sudden like my left kneecap, it almost like, like buckled backwards if that makes mm. any sense. Like it yeah. like locked out and yeah. it like sent a shooting nerve pain up my leg. Mm. And I was like, I've never experienced that. And it was like not numb, but kind of had that like tingly feeling for like a good 10 minutes. Oh, gosh. And then I was like, oh, it's going to be fine. And I would like, I like walked away and then I like later in the night it happened again and I was like, what the heck? And so now I'm just like very conscious of like not standing with my legs super straight. And so then when we were hiking into the um, climb yesterday, I was really nervous that that was going to happen. So I just had to be like even more conscious. And so it's little things like that, that even like when I was on the wall climbing, I had to like think about, okay, don't lock out your leg because I would hate for that to happen when I'm on the wall. Like, yeah, but that was weird. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was like, you know, I had to think about myself, but I'm like also thinking about you because it's like, you know, one, this is the thing about, especially with rheumatoid arthritis, like Mm -hmm. one joint gets swollen, something weird Mm -hmm. happens. And, like, it can really, like, end a whole trip, you know? And I think for me, every single time I, like, go camping or something like that, because I know there's going to be so much energy involved and so much, like, strenuous, like, just constant moving, constant going, like, late sleeping, like, all the things that, you know, I don't normally do in my everyday life – Um, at home it causes me like stress sometimes where I'm like Mm -hmm. overthinking it and I'm like really worried about my body so I'm like okay body like keep Mm -hmm. it together keep it together keep it together and like those are the times that it usually falls apart is like when I'm overthinking it of like yeah and then my body does the opposite of what I want it to do like literally 
Okay, so I was just gonna say this is a both in my hands, both two fingers that like literally never get swollen started to get swollen, and I was like, "What the heck?" And then this more, so it was like that pretty much Friday, Saturday, and then of course when we leave Joshua Tree, like today, today my yeah. swelling is like completely gone. So yeah. I'm like, "Are you serious?" It's just such a good testament to like how much stress, like. We talk a lot about how much stress affects your body that people don't think about, but that yeah. is such a perfect example. Yeah, it's yeah. like we like you were stressed the first night um, because you didn't sleep the night before, mm-hmm. and then you're stressed because your fingers started swelling. Well, also and stressed then, about having to come drive to LA to yeah. get you. Okay, so another thing is that when I had started the Plaquenil, you guys know that I really had like a bad time on it, like mentally, it like triggered my anxiety and like old like just feelings of like anxiousness that Mm -hmm. I used to have and so because how I was getting so lightheaded on the Plaquenil I wasn't driving for like three months like literally when I say I wasn't driving like I was not driving like my husband was coming with me to the grocery store and like every little thing and so and plus just like COVID not having to like drive very far and all this stuff it just for some reason my anxiety was like manifesting while I was uh, driving anytime that I would drive and so I had to go pick up Rachel from the airport, which is like two, it took me two hours to get to her. So I was like, the night before that too, I was even stressed mm-hmm. because I was like, oh my gosh, like what if I have a panic attack and I'm like on the road? So it was like all these little things like yeah. adding up and it truly is a testament of like how we underestimate, even though if it doesn't seem like a big deal, like like our body thinks it's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you, you may not think it's exactly. a big deal. Exactly. You're like, oh, I'm not that stressed, but yeah. the way that it manifests is crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the craziest ways that we wouldn't even think are related to stress. And so that's a really good, really good example of that. Yeah. So I'm glad that today, like, it's gone back to to normal but at the same time it's like I didn't climb to me personally like I felt like I mean I tried really hard Mm -hmm. of course I always try hard even though I had like swelling and like both of my hands I was like I'm still gonna like try to give this my all Mm -hmm. yeah but at the same time it is gets it's frustrating I'm not gonna freaking lie I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. sit here and be like oh like try to put a positive spin on it like it really does suck because I know I could have given it even more Mm -hmm. if I didn't have to think about swollen fingers yeah you know for sure and it's just weird it's like these are the parts of our lives that like people don't really understand they like see us like for instance, they'll see photos and videos of this trip and be like, whoa, like how could they be out climbing? But like you don't see the behind the scenes of us yeah, constantly the checking on each other and being like, God, my hands are like, oh, my knee or whatever. Like I have this like right now I have this like crazy um, like neck pain that's like, I don't know, I pulled a muscle and it's like I can't turn my my head to one side without turning my whole body. And like last night you mentioned, you're like, oh, I noticed that like you're turning your whole body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like that isn't necessarily RA related, but it's still like an added little thing that we need to check in on. Um, it's also nice to have each other there. Like even when we were eating and people would like offer us stuff, we mm-hmm. both were like, let we're me like, look at the ingredients. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, you you know, and that's the other thing. And we talked about it in the other episode where we did our first recording together when I went to go visit you. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, just, just having that relief of like being able to eat very similar, mm-hmm. uh, obviously with a few exceptions of things. Mm-hmm. But like other than that, like 
knowing, like, trusting in each other that mm-hmm. we're going to, like, make good food decisions that yeah. are going to make, like, us feel good. And, like, honestly, we made really we good food. so well. Like, I we made, yeah, yeah, like, uh, Thursday night, I made, like, a French onion soup, which took way long, but I was very determined. I was yeah. like, we're going to want this French onion soup when we're out there, like, in the cold. Yeah. And then we made some baked potatoes. Yeah, we baked potatoes. We tossed them. We should just, like, tell them. I feel like yeah. this is good camping stuff. So, basically, Erica made that uh, French onion soup, like, literally was over the stove for two hours. Like, mm-hmm. like sh- what do you call it? Like, use the mandolin to, like, slice the onion really thin and then, like, sauteed them for so freaking long. You have to long, get them out of the broth and stuff. Mm-hmm. We made some um, tempeh, which we cooked in some broth and seasonings, which I had never done it that way, and I will forever do it that yeah. way now. We made it almost into, like, really thin, like, kind of, like, deli meat style, mm-hmm. but it was tempeh. Yeah. And then we took a bunch of, like, smaller, like, um, Yukon potatoes and baked them. Just, like, tossed them whole in olive oil, sea salt, pepper. Garlic. Garlic. Mm-hmm. And just ro- roasted them so that we had potatoes. Then we, like... One night we like had them halved and then like put this. Um, oh, we made cashew sour, cashew cream. sour cream on them. Another night we like, or another, uh, we put them in the breakfast burritos. We like mm-hmm. chopped them up. So we used them for a lot of things. That was actually like clutch. We used everything. We were like, we need potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> and having like carbs like that is definitely really important when you're doing a lot of that strenuous oh, yeah. stuff. And then burritos. We, had, we chopped peppers in advance to be able to just saute them up while we were there. Mm hmm. Um,. What else did we have? Well, we made the burritos. We oh, had, yeah, we yeah. Had, yeah, so we brought, like, uh, refried beans, mm-hmm. uh, and then we had, like, the bell peppers, tomatoes, cashew sour cream, yeah. um, lettuce. Yeah. It was And really so the good. thing is, the biggest thing that I would take away from that is just prepping a little bit. In, and it didn't even yeah. take that long. Like, while you were making the soup, I, like, helped prep yeah. the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Like, it didn't, it wasn't that strenuous. Well, the French onion was strenuous, but. That was my, that was my bad. I yeah. was like, I'm going to make the most You were so determined, though. I so. was really craving was so French good. onion. Yeah. yeah. But I think the biggest thing is just, it only takes a little bit of extra planning. And we could have easily gone into the store and been like, oh, let's just get all this, like, packaged stuff yeah. and just, like, make it easy, like, rice or or yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. But it honestly didn't take that much longer to just wash some vegetables mm. and cut them yeah. and have them ready so we could just throw them in a pan when we yeah. were there. And it worked out so nicely. And also to have that, like, nice, vibrant, fresh food while you're yeah. camping is yeah. so nice. Oh, and especially because we can't afford yeah. to eat another thing that's going to make us feel, like, feel it at our joints. Exactly. You know, like, it has, it's not worth it. It's a priority. And, like, even my friend John was, like, uh, he's like vegetarian, I would say. Yeah, he's pretty mm-hmm. much vegetarian. He doesn't eat meat, but he does have like, you know, dairy and stuff like that sometimes. He tries to be mostly vegan, but anyways, he was like looking at all of our food. He's like, damn, this looks so good. Yeah. And then like uh, Saturday night, we he stayed an extra night. Uh, he wasn't planning on it, but we like made burritos for him. He was like, mm. oh my God, this is like so good. And then like Rachel and I were saying like, it brings us so much joy when people can eat these you know things that are like really healthy and like not full of like all these added crap that like you just don't and be need. excited about it and like be like wow you know but we're also saying like it is an extra step that you have to be willing to take mm-hmm. to make sure that your body feels its best and like although it seems like in the in the short term, it seems annoying. Like, oh, mm-hmm. why do I have to prep? Yeah. I don't want to do this. I just want to do convenient. In the long run, you're it's, gonna save your body yeah, because gonna, you're not gonna have to go through how you're gonna feel if you decided to eat a bunch of crap. Exactly, all you're gonna be so much better off. Like a tiny bit. What do they call it? Like sh- uh, short term 
loss for long-term gain or something. I don't know what the phrase is. But basically, like, taking a tiny bit of extra time now is going to save you so much time later because instead of being laid up for, like, a week because we are flared up when we get back, like, yeah, we might be a little extra tired and a Mm -hmm. little extra achy from all the extra work, like, as far as physically we put in with, like, hiking and climbing and all this stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. we also are not, like, completely getting here just, like, flared up and, like, dead to the world because we know that we are fueling our body with whole foods the entire time and like really feeling good about it Mm -hmm. so that was really important to both of us and it was really nice to have that and even like when people would like offer us stuff and we're like oh no like we're okay thank you oh yeah 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 (laughs) I know and here's another so I ended up having like I don't know how this conversation happened with a couple of my friends but we were talking about like high maintenance versus like low maintenance and then they were yeah and a couple of them were like you're high maintenance in a sense of like you know like you're very like you have to do all these things and like if you don't do them like say like like we'll be out right like at the gym we'll be climbing and then once my body has reached its limit Mm -hmm. I'm not a person that's gonna stick like now this person now with an autoimmune condition I personally don't choose to overexert myself Mm -hmm. right like as much as I would love to sit there and like try to climb more or mm-hmm. like even just sitting there sometimes is exhausting because it requires energy to be like talking yeah. and like being focused and like all that kind of stuff. And like, so they were just saying that they kind of saw me as a high maintenance person, even though like when you think of high maintenance, like you're thinking like, oh, she needs to wear like makeup going yeah. out to like, I'm by no means like any of Same. those things, but I was trying to explain to them that. The things that I do and the boundaries that I set in place and the reason why I have to leave when I have to leave is because I know myself Mm -hmm. that I'm going to not be good the next day Mm -hmm. and they're not going to even get the best out of me the next day because I'm going to be just too tired and too dead. And so I think it's just, you know, it's kind of frustrating sometimes when you feel you feel misunderstood. Like yes. they validate you. So they, some, you know, and they mean the best, you know, like they're validating me of like, I know you have this disease. I like, know you I have, know to, you do have the, to do yeah. yeah. Like I know you have to, but like also like, do you have to? <laughs> I know feel the same way with like any friends or even family in my life. Like they definitely, they, it's not that they like make fun of me for it or like try to take the power away from me, but they, they also are like, um, so kind of like what you said, like, I know you have to, but do you have to? And it's like, well, yes, actually. Yeah. Um, like I was just texting my friends that I'm going to go see in LA tomorrow. And I was like, she was like, do you need anything from the grocery store while I go today? And I was kind of like, well, do you have a juicer? Cause like, I'm going to need to mm-hmm. juice celery. And she was like, well, there's an air across the street. And I'm like, okay, $15 celery juice. Here I come. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is what it is, but it's also like, I'm not going to not do it. Like yeah. I know that it makes me feel good. It literally is medicine to me. So yeah. there's just a level. I mean, we've said it over and over. Like there's just a level of understanding that people will just, they, they're just not going to have. It. And it's mm-hmm. not their fault. Like exactly. literally they're not even in the, re- most people are nowhere in the realm of one, just health for their own lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And then you add that on to like this layer of autoimmune and like half of the people probably don't really truly understand what that means. And also you add on a layer of like what people think health is nowadays with like exactly. social media world. It's yeah. like, that is not true help mm-hmm. you know like we were talking earlier in the car about like the keto diet oh, and how gosh. everyone's yeah. like obsessed and that's a whole yeah. other thing but yeah we both were in total agreement that it's just like sickening mm-hmm. like people truly look at that as like 
oh, I'm being healthy. I'm gonna like eat the keto diet and like all this butter and bacon and yeah. eggs and like, yeah. oh yeah. god, yeah. what are you doing to yourself? Yeah. And then they get sick. Yeah. And then they get super sick and they're like, I don't know what happened. Oh or, my gosh. or they're like, wow, like you have to live this really restrictive life, and I don't feel like any restriction. Oh my god, I was like, every time we ate while we were camping, I was like, oh my god, this is so good, and every time like. Honestly, I found so much joy in, like, eating with you and Garrett because yeah. we all eat pretty much the same way yeah. with the exception of, like, seeds and nuts and stuff yeah. like that that yeah. I can have and you can't. Yeah. But, like, it's little things like that um, that it makes me really happy because I eat like that on a daily basis. But mm-hmm. when you get to share that with other people that truly, like, mm-hmm. are as excited as you about oh, this, like, yeah. vibrant, fresh food, I was like, it yeah. made me even more excited about my food. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and it sounds silly to be like... Oh, like I love having vegan friends, but like I do. Like yeah. it's, it adds such a different um, appreciation for like mm-hmm. the earth and yeah. the food and the way that we eat and yeah. how good we feel afterwards, rather than feeling like sluggish. And, yeah. Oh, it's and really we're ju- beautiful. And we're just talking about like the self awareness that you have to have when you really decide to make like a stance mm-hmm. with the way that you eat and that in the way that you live your life, like. You know, most people are very, like, operating from just, you know, subconscious, like, habits. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, this is how I eat when I go camping or this is what I do when I'm with this friend. And it's like when you really have to put in the effort and, like, think about it, it just changes, like, your whole, like, connection for me, like, with life. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, like – I'm, like, deliberately making these choices. Like, yes. I'm not just doing it out of just, like, habit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, out of that habit, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, I'm con- – even, like, with my own diet now, with, you know, after having an autoimmune disease, like, I'm still, like, in tune with myself, being mm-hmm. conscious and, like, listening – like. For instance, like you had pumpkin a few times oh, yeah. and you thought that was flaring you out. Yeah. And then we almost, and then we went to a place, uh, like a healthy um, place in Joshua Tree to get some food. Mm-hmm. And there was this like pumpkin, vegan, gluten free yeah. uh, muffin that yeah. you really wanted. But then you were like, actually, like I think pumpkin is triggering me. Yeah. So like I'm going to decide not to get that. Mm-hmm. And like even most, just that. even just that mm-hmm. has so much power because a lot of people continue to eat and do the same thing they're like oh i know they have flared up yeah Yeah. and like for me the pumpkin thing was funny because there was like one okay so one thing i like made this pumpkin bread um and i like i don't know i didn't eat a whole lot of it but i ate enough and like it was like it was basically healthy like it was my own recipe and i just subbed in pumpkin to make it pumpkin bread versus banana bread because i can't do bananas Mm -hmm. anymore and um I felt like a little bit flared up, but I was like, I don't know, whatever. Maybe it's just like the extra sugar or whatever. And then I got this other bread from this company that I absolutely love. And I ate it like three or four days in a row. And I was just feeling so flared up, like really, really bad digestive issues. Like my knees were really sore and flared up. And like my, um, I think even you and like my parents both were like, um, you know, you taught a lot of classes over the weekend. Like, could it be that? And mm-hmm. I was like, no, because I've, you know, I teach, I coach classes like multiple times a week. That's not anything different. Yeah. I didn't think I had been eating different. I was like, I've been sleeping. Like what, you know, you go through those things when you are yeah. really in tune, you go through, okay, food, okay, sleep, okay, mm-hmm. stress. Yeah. Like this is what, well, first of all, a little plug for you and I, like our coaching businesses. Yeah. Like this is what we coach people. Yeah. And is how do you get to that point where that's automatically where you go yeah. when you get flared up? It's not natural. Just like, it's like a natural process. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was thinking and thinking. And then finally, I didn't have this one bread that I had gotten from my favorite gluten-free vegan company. 
Um, I didn't eat it and I had eaten it for the last three days before that and I didn't have any digestive issues that day. And I was like, wait, that's weird. And I was like, I wonder, like I really like hardcore looked at the ingredients because I already knew that I liked the ingredients in their products. I didn't necessarily look super hard when I bought it because mm-hmm. I knew. And then I look and one of the first ingredients was pumpkin seeds and I'm just thinking like, that's the only thing that I don't eat on a regular basis yeah, yeah. that could be. Because the only time I have pumpkin anything, because I'm not a huge pumpkin person in general. Mm-hmm. So the only time I have it is if I have like a few seeds sprinkled on my oatmeal. And like even then it's like maybe, I don't know, five to ten. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my God, I think it might be that. And then I had um, the morning that I came here on Thursday morning, I had, the, um, I had this chocolate muffin. And one of the first ingredients was pumpkin puree. And I get in the car, I'm like, dude, I was sitting on the plane and my knees were like throbbing. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Um, and now again, I, I haven't had it in, in what, three days now and I'm feeling like fine again. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I really do wonder if yeah. that's it. But even just having that level of consciousness yeah. of looking deeper, because I could look at this bread and be like, whatever, it's just, it's vegan gluten-free bread. Girl, I should be it's fine. It's all the healthy ingredients. It's, yeah, it's yeah. healthy. It's healthy. Yeah. Like it doesn't have anything that should trigger, but... I don't necessarily, I mean, if this is it, like, I don't necessarily have to, like, go run to get a food test. Like, I know how it made me feel. Even if it wasn't, like, maybe it was literally, excuse me, just a gut imbalance thing. Maybe it wasn't even, like, I don't know. Like, even if it was just a digestive issue, that's still triggering and that's still all related. And so why put yourself through that if you make that connection? Well, just having that, like, thought process of, like, taking a step back instead of being, like, you know, I'm just gonna like just continue to eat something because, or like I'm just gonna take in a leave and get over it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you're like, okay, I'm gonna like take a, a next step mm-hmm. to like to avoid it temporarily to see if that's the cause, and then you know, hopefully, you know, it's not it, and you could you know eat it. Maybe like you know there could. Yeah. The thing is, we say this over and over. Like there could be like multiple layers that For add sure. to your body getting flared out. It's like. Honestly, it typically, if your body is going to go through some abnormal flare, typically I would say there's added layers to this. Mm -hmm. So it's never, like, there could be, like, you know, this thing, which is, like, her eating the pumpkin, you know, over and over and over, Mm -hmm. which could cause her that. Or it could have been a variety of underlying things that, Stress and, like, I don't know, less sleep and stuff like that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but mine for sure this weekend was a thousand percent my lack of sleep mm-hmm. and my stress that I was experiencing yeah. because of not because sleeping. Because of no sleep, yeah. And then I was getting more stressed because my fingers were swollen mm-hmm. and I wanted to climb really good. So, like, these are all the things that, like, people don't really, you know, see what mm-hmm. we go through. But we go through the same exact things as you. Yeah. As far yes. as, like, That's you know, as point. far as, like you know, all the, the thoughts that go behind it. And although we talk a lot about mindset and all these mm-hmm. things that we, like, for the most part, we do pretty good. There are those moments where we do kind of, I spiral a little bit. Oh, I get sure. a little like, bit. Oh, what if it's as bad as the first time? And like when my knees get, so I think I've talked about this before, but my knees, like when I get pain in my knees, that's when my mind really starts spiraling. Yeah. When it's, when they're just swollen, like they're kind of swollen like pretty frequently unfortunately and it's just kind of like something that I deal with and like it happens maybe I don't know a few times a month but like as far as pain it definitely starts to get that spiral of oh my god what if it gets as bad as the very first time and then I have to think like Rachel you are doing so much more for yourself than you ever have done 
um, in the course of my diagnosis and not necessarily more in terms of volume of things, but mm-hmm. more in terms of intention behind what I yeah. do. Like I've literally been, it's 444. <laughs> Good luck. Um, <laughs> so I, I swear I see 444 like almost every single day. Like it's insane. Oh yeah. I'll even like wake up clock. in the middle of the night. It's crazy. I wake up in the middle of the night at four, like, I wake up at four something, like, there was a period of time where, like, I literally kept looking at the clock at 4.27 for, like, months on end. I don't know if it was, like, some, I don't know, yeah. circadian rhythm thing that I my love those synchronicities. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, for instance, I have been on a lot of the same supplements that I've been on since I was very first diagnosed. Like, I take turmeric, I take vitamin D3, I take flaxseed oil. Um, I take magnesium and 5-HTP. Like, those are the things I've been on. And, yeah, I've, like, played around with other supplements here and there, but those are the things I keep coming back to. And the only other thing that I truly am super, super diligent about, besides, obviously, like, journaling and movement, is celery juice. Mm -hmm. But when I was on um, medication, I wasn't juicing. I was um, probably not as consistent with my uh, supplements as I could have been. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, like, very diligent. Mm -hmm morning and evening, every single day. Um, And something that Erica and I were talking about when she got me from the airport the other day is, I don't know, I just, like, keep having these thoughts of, like, maybe in the near future trying Plaquenil again because I literally have a stockpile. Like, no joke, I have, like, three months' worth left in my cabinet that has just been sitting there for over a year since I weaned off. And not that I feel like I need it, but I'm just feeling like I do so much now for my health like, what if that could give me the little boost to have, like, no inflammation mm-hmm. and to not to ever have to deal with that as long as I keep up with my routine still? Mm-hmm. I would never be like, oh, I'm on medicine. Like, let me just back off of all the other things because I feel yeah. so good, relatively yeah. speaking. But it's just, like, those little flare-ups. And I am getting, like, even more active than, honestly, I've been in the past few years with, like, riding my bike to get to and from work and coaching at Orange Theory. And, like, I want to be back into climbing more. And, yeah. like, especially after this trip, I keep telling you, like, over and over, you're probably yeah. sick of hearing no. it. But I'm like, no, oh, my I'm God, happy. I'm, like, so stoked on bouldering again because, I mean, not even again. Like, yeah, I've always, like, enjoyed it. But mm-hmm. now is a whole different level. Like, yeah. I see what's possible. Yeah. And I, like, am so stoked on it. And I want to be able to do those things. And I'm kind of feeling like – you know, a year ago, it was really important to me to wean off of meds, and that's okay. And I want to make it clear to anyone listening that your goals can change, and the things that are important to you can change. And mm-hmm. not that I'm going to go get on it tomorrow, but it's definitely something that I've thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting for that moment to be like yes or no, like mm-hmm. know intuitively what I need to do. But the thought of, oh my gosh, what if I could literally be f- like deal with relatively like no pain, <laughs> no flare-ups, that would be incredible. Like... It's just funny because this was the exact conversation I was having. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This was the exact conversation I had of, like, that intuitive just, like, okay, like, what can I do, like, additional to make sure that I don't have any symptoms? Mm -hmm. And the truth is the Plaquenil did get – because of all the things that I already Mm -hmm. do for myself, the Plaquenil did get get me to a place where my joints felt literally nothing, zero Mm -hmm. pain. I had zero pain zero inflammation and it honestly did wonders but then for me the mental part but mm. for you you know you already had been on Plaquenil yeah. you didn't have those types of effects with it and so now like you're saying that you are consistent with juicing you've really like you know zoomed in into your diet mm. and like know your body and also the mindset piece too I think that that's a huge piece of it because 
when I was on Plaquenil, I wasn't I wasn't nearly as conscious of a human being in general. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, even just the past year alone, much less the past few years, but I have just honestly gone through multiple spiritual awakenings and really done so much soul soul searching. Um, if for some reason someone's just tuning into this episode for the first time and never heard our podcast before, like I went through a divorce, um, just over a year ago. And then I was dating someone for six months after that and went through a really terrible breakup, like Mm -hmm. really, really heartbroken. Um, I've been in therapy for six months now, like just all of these things, um, that I've really been diving deep and really, really deep into spiritual work. Um, and so I think that a, I think that I'll definitely know when it's time, if it's time to get on medication, Mm -hmm. but also I feel very grounded in myself to know that if for some reason I was having any sort of like adverse effects, I would know how to, um, how to go about like, do I need to wean off of the medication? Do I need to stop taking it? Like, is this worth it? And Mm -hmm. I think that that's the only thing that I'm a little nervous about is when I was first on medication, it got like, that's one of the only reasons I was able to get the flare, my very first flare up down. Like Mm -hmm. I I had to be on it. It was literally vital. And I was so scared to wean off of it. And that's why it took me years to wean off of it. Because like literally from the moment I started weaning off to when I was like fully weaned off was I, like, over six months. It was, like, probably close to, a, like, a year, to be honest. Like, it took mm-hmm. me a long time because I was so scared of, like, what if it could get back to that first flare-up. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling like back when I was on it, I wasn't as in tune with myself. I wasn't as in tune with my body. And so I think that I was having more side effects than I realized, but I mm-hmm. would, A, probably didn't notice because I knew that that was kind of like my savior, if yeah, you will. Yeah, And then also I wasn't as in tune. So I think that there's a couple things now thinking back, such as we were talking about earlier, how I got really dry eyes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And they and you were like, why Why is this like this? You know, they yeah. don't, doctors are like, oh, you have really dry eyes. Try this eye drop, try that eye drop. But, oh, it could be this. And it's like, oh, well, let's look at the medication you're on. Exactly. Oh, wait a second. That's a huge side effect. Yeah, yeah. But also like, I remember my hair being really thin at the, um, at the time. Like, I look back at photos during that time. My hair was so thin. And all of these could be aspects of RA. Mm-hmm. They could be side effects of the medication. Or it could be the fact that I was under perpetual stress in my relationship exactly. and my marriage for years. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm kind of like, I don't know what it was. And so to me, an aspect of a decision to get on medication is kind of like, well, if it was the medication, am I okay with dealing with that again? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. have to be at peace with that. Yeah. And if exactly. it's not, then great, you yeah. know? So. Well, it's stepping back in, like, we talk about, you know, being vulnerable and going mm-hmm. into the unknown, right? So it's like, I, when I decided to take the, the Plaquenil, like, I was, I, I was at peace with that decision. Yeah. One, I was at peace and I was like, okay, like, I'm ready to finally try this. And then two, also, like, Erica, like, you're in control of your body and, like, you don't have to continue with this medication if you don't want mm-hmm. to. So, like, even if you got back on it, like, you have that option. If, yeah. like, one to two months, you're like, actually, I don't like the way this yeah. feels. Actually, I really just want to continue on with my, you know, holistic ways without, you know, having any medication in my system. Like, this is the thing. Like, you have the the choice within yourself. And, you know, and sometimes... You don't have that option because you are in such a terrible mm-hmm. state. And like for me, when I had started it, like I wasn't in a, I wasn't bed bound or anything. Yeah. I just was like, man, like what if I could feel a hundred percent instead of that? And like I think that's where you're at because yeah. even though we experience like you know hiccups of like 
you know, a little bit of flare in your knees, a little bit of flare in my hand, like, it gets annoying over time, yeah. you know? So, like, whether it's happening once a week, it's, like, add that up over a month, yeah. add that up over a year. And then look year. at the stress aspect. Yeah. Even if we're, like, yeah, yeah, like, it's just a little swollen, it's still, you're still thinking about it, you're still going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that it's, it's definitely, there's a lot of decision-making that goes into it, but I think that, honestly, there's so many people that don't, either don't get to be in the position of yeah. thinking through the decision because they have to yep. because they get so flared out to the point mm-hmm. where they need it, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it happens. It happened yeah. to me I, when I was first diagnosed. Um, or there's the people that don't even know that they can think that far yeah. into it. Yeah. They don't know how to intuitively go, oh, well, what, what, how will it affect this part of my life? How will it affect my mindset? How will mm. it affect me mentally? How will it affect... Like, my relationship with my body. All mm-hmm. of these things that are really important to think about. And I think that, like, that's why we're so passionate about what we do is that we want to encourage you to really be more conscious about every single aspect of your life. Not even just, like, in autoimmune disease. Like, yeah. with the relationships in your life. Because it all, it all is so freaking connected. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you're more conscious about the relationship that you have with your spouse or your partner. Mm-hmm. That is going to trickle down to where you have your next flare up. They feel more apt to like support you yep. during that, yep. and yep. then you're gonna feel more supported. And then you know the next time your flare up comes around or so, whatever, like you're gonna feel more safe to yep. talk about it. Yep. And then that relationship is gonna build. Mm-hmm. And so like it's this total like cycle and trickle and like ripple effect that is yeah. honestly really beautiful. Um, just from being more conscious overall and yep. like doing the work in that. Yep. And then I I also want to you know say to you like. I know, well, for me, like, having not been on medicine, you know, for that pretty much five years to making that decision, like, when you try it holistically and you give it your all and then you feel like, oh my gosh, like, I still have to, like, get on a medicine, Mm -hmm. you feel, like, kind of defeated. You feel like, oh my gosh, like, you know, maybe I could have tried harder or maybe I need to do this. And it's like, you know... My whole point, at least now, like, it, it was very different when I started my journey. Like, I was convinced that I would probably, like, I'm never going to go on medicine. Like, I don't mm. want that in my body. Like, I want to do it all natural. And it's like, you know, having that type of, like, stern, like, kind of, like, rigid, like, mm-hmm. perspective of all of this was probably not the best because I did let myself suffer a lot mm-hmm. like through really bad flares and just like even periods of time of being in like mild inflammation like I let myself go through mm-hmm. that um and but anyways my point is is that like it doesn't have to, we talk about this all the time like yes we talk about holistic stuff but like you really have to make the best decision for your health at that time of your life, yeah. right? Like at maybe at some point, like you know things are really stressful in your life, and you really do need hardcore medicine to get mm-hmm. you through that. Maybe you're doing the best you can, but it's just still not enough, and you yeah. have some lingering. Like you have to analyze your own life and think, okay, not compared to anyone else's story. Mm-hmm. Like what is my story? What is yes. my life? What is my life need right now? 
so I can literally live the best possible life and like Mm -hmm. not be so stressed about like oh my gosh I have to wake up tomorrow and like my wrist is like broken and I have to go like Mm -hmm. I'm a server and like how the heck am I gonna do this but I'm torturing myself because I don't want to put any medicine in my body Mm -hmm. like we have to think like you know you have to weigh out that option for yourself and it's like a own individual process that you really have to go through and like no one can give you that answer Mm -hmm. you just have to like you know just keep doing the work on yourself and I think it becomes a lot easier to follow that gut feeling when you're like okay I need to do this for myself like this is you know this is the best decision right now in my life and I know that like I like I'm the decider of like really what I want to put in my body Mm -hmm. so it's like no matter you know my rheumatologist perspective like of course I respect it but like still at the same time like I really know a lot of what I'm in control of because I'm that freaking in tune now and so are you. And so if there's periods of my life where I feel like, oh my God, like maybe I need just a little steroid shot or like whatever Mm -hmm. it is, like I'm also going to accept that help. Like I I don't want to be like rigid with my own self and be like, I am like a thousand percent like responsible for this disease. Like, yes, I, I really do take like pretty much like 99.9 99.9 responsibility of how mm-hmm. I feel but even that 0.0001% is a huge percentage of yeah. like shit just happens yeah. and like you just have to roll with it yeah. with this disease yeah I think another aspect of that is like long-term effects so like you were saying to me the other day you're like Rachel please just go get an x-ray like yeah. make sure yeah. your joints are fine which yeah. I haven't done in honestly a couple of years mm-hmm. um and I know that I should and being more conscious in that aspect, but also, like, as far as medications and just taking care of your body in general, like, looking at the long-term effects and knowing that, yeah, it's kind of annoying that I drink celery juice every freaking day and that I totally feel a difference when I don't, but what is the, what is the alternative that I, like, don't feel good most days? No, thank you. Like, Mm -hmm. I know, and I also know that it does help me in that hopefully my joints are not suffering, like, long-term, but also another aspect of possibly getting on medication at some point is the fact that like my knees honestly do deal with some degree of swelling like more often than I know that they should Mm -hmm. and no matter how diligent I am about my diet and about all of the things that I do it's kind of like yeah that's a little worrisome Mm -hmm. um and I don't like I literally to be completely vulnerable and honest like I look at my knees and I'm just like ooh, like they're honestly like they always look some degree of puffy to me and Mm -hmm. I'm just like kind of grossed out by it to be Mm -hmm. honest and like even when we were like we were laying in your bed the other day and like I had cankles and I'm just Mm -hmm. like yep like this happens when they swell like it is what it is yeah Um, and I don't want to feel like that so yeah yeah, it's just it's just a decision um that I'm kind of pondering and I'll obviously keep you guys in the loop but I haven't talked about this at all on social media I don't know that I will um you guys kind of get like the the insider scoop or whatever it's not anything that needs to be on blast but I just want like wanted to bring it up because it's a very very vulnerable thing and I want to make it clear to anyone because you've heard my story about how I weaned off you know that was really important to mm-hmm. me at one point and that's still and a, that's, that's still a fucking huge success yeah like that is a success because you have like it doesn't take away like I'm telling you right now like even if you did decide in like a month or two to get on Plaquenil that does anyone listening right now if you have worked really hard to wean yourself off of medicine and you find yourself having to get back on that again, it does not take away from absolutely all the hard work that you've put into yourself. It doesn't. Which, I mean, to be honest, it does feel like that sometimes. Like, I literally, like, I'm like, 
oh, well, like, you know, one of the things that I feel like people look up to me for is like, oh my gosh, like, you're not on medication anymore. And for like me to be like, oh, you know, just kidding, I'm going back on. But I have to like, when I remove myself from that, yep. I'm like, okay, it's yep. not a big deal. But when yep. I really think into it, I'm like, oh God, do I like look like a failure? But it's like, no, like I said, just like, you know, a few minutes, a few minutes ago, it's your goals change, your intention, intentions change and that's okay. Um, and I have to, like, I'm still working on that, mm-hmm. obviously. And once I have worked through that, I'll know, you know, whether I will or won't. But it's, excuse me, definitely like a a thought in my mind. It's not like a, at the forefront of my mind by any yeah. means because I don't like well, base I my have... worth or anything on that. But it's just like, it's definitely something that crosses my yeah. mind. It's hard. It's like, oh, well, I got through that. And then, yeah, like you went through I the had same that, thing too. I had that same feeling of like, oh my gosh, like, and I had been promoting this for five mm-hmm. years. Five years of like, no, I'm not on medicine. And I, of course, I wasn't on medicine, but like, and I was honest with people when I would flare and stuff like that. Like, I've never, ever, ever claimed to be 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, never. Like, was I in remission for like over a year and a half? Like, when I initially started all this stuff? Yes. But as soon as things started coming back and like, you know, my life got, you know, I got into work and like all these other added stressors in my life like the disease creeped back in I was like Mm -hmm. okay but the point is is that like I felt the same way of like let like I was letting people down like Mm -hmm. oh there is no hope in like a hundred percent like no medicine like Mm -hmm. I put a lot of pressure on myself and I'll tell you the number one feedback that I got from people even mostly from like my clients but of course like people that follow me on my Instagram account was that they're like Erica it's not that you weren't on medicine why I follow you. It's because who you are and mm-hmm. what you share and how you inspire. That's I'm why I, That's Aww. why I follow you. And yeah. I guarantee you will a thousand percent have that support and feedback, not only from your clients, but people that follow you like on Instagram. And that was what gave me the most courage and I, where I truly felt thankful for like the platform that mm-hmm. I had built and like the the type of energy that I've curated mm-hmm. like on my online, I I don't know, I'm getting, like, choked up, but, like, I feel that way because it's, like, I created that energy. Mm -hmm. I created that space for my own self to be authentic and real and share this vulnerable thing of, like, guys, I'm, like, trying to say. I'm getting, like, chills after chills right now. And and I've been continuously supported, and people were, like, my clients, and, you know, you talk about how amazing your clients are, but, like, Mm -hmm. they're really supporting you as much as you are supporting them. For sure, absolutely. Yeah, the most, like, gratifying thing ever is, I like text my clients weekly. It's like part of my coaching program and they get a weekly text check in and then they'll, you know, talk about how they're feeling, whatever I can guide them with. And then they'll be like, but how are you doing? And I'm always to this day just caught. I'm like, wait, what? How am I doing? Wait, how am I doing? Like, and then I check in with myself and then I get to like talk to them about, um, how you know obviously I don't get too deep because there's still that like client you know coach relationship but it's still like feels very good to know that they do and I know they do support me um and so yeah I just I am very grateful for the our autoimmune and you platform but also our individual Instagram platforms as well as our like um autoimmune and you Instagram platform Mm -hmm. it's just all like I feel very proud I feel very humbled I feel very grateful for this space and for the fact that we're like making waves in this community yeah. and it's also really cool like I have a new client that texted me I think two days ago and was like oh my gosh tell Erica I said hi I know she doesn't know me but like 
please tell her. Like, I hope you guys have yeah. the best time. People, like, love seeing us together. I mean, obviously, we love being together. Yeah. Um, it's a really special thing. But it just makes me, like, we talk about it all the time. We're like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, a real thing. Like, we can, we have an opportunity to make such a freaking positive impact on this yeah. community. Yeah. Just by sharing what we're going through. And that's it. Yeah. And, all I can hope is that we inspire other people to do the same, even if it's in the tiniest way in your own life, to yep. just share what it is that you're going through and, and be open to being vulnerable. And yep. honestly, something that I talk to my therapist about all the time is that she's like, you know, I know that you're vulnerable in certain aspects. She's like, but you're actually very closed off in other aspects. She's like, you need to practice like opening up more about how you're like truly feeling. And I think that that's something that we can all glean from is even if you're going to, even if there's a possibility of you getting hurt by doing it, it's yeah. still worth it. You're yep. still growing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that's really important. Um, even with just something as simple as being like, you know what, like I need to set a boundary and I'm not going to go out with my friends tonight because my wrist is very flared up or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but we just want to empower each and every one of you to make those positive changes. And that's what we're here for. Um, and also... You will have information on this next episode about our autoimmunity retreat, speaking of being around yeah. people that have autoimmune disease. So we will be planning that call for anyone who is seriously interested in the retreat. So look out for an email from us about that. If you're on our email list, if you're not on our email list yet, make sure you email us, autoimmuneandyou at gmail.com. So this will be a, re- a retreat in 2022 probably in fall um and it will be a probably three-day retreat where we will all just get to like hang out and have a couple workshops and just get to be around other people with autoimmune disease as we were talking about at the beginning of this episode like so many people out there don't know someone else that has an autoimmune disease um or hasn't gotten to like just talk to someone else that has an autoimmune disease. Yeah. Um, and it's just really important for us to all be able to share space in a very like open, exciting environment rather than just like, you know, a workshop by itself. Yeah. Or going to yeah. like, I don't know, like support groups are awesome, obviously, but we don't like, we're not going to be sitting at this retreat like all oh, this and all this joint. Like we're going to be having fun and being yeah. open and having a new experience and just like sharing that collective energy. Yeah. And like normalizing that within mm-hmm. each other of like what it is that we actually have to go through mm-hmm. and like just that basic understanding of like connecting in a oh way God, that... I just saw it. Yeah. Ooh, connecting, so in a, connecting in a way that you can't, you know, typically with other people. But uh, speaking of like the retreat and our like Dude, listeners... Dude, I'm tearing up. I literally stuff. just saw it. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Okay. It's it's so exciting. It's act, it's really crazy how like we even got like after our last episode, so many people mm-hmm. just emailing us saying like seriously, please like mm-hmm. ma- like I want to be on that list. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be like I really want to make it happen. So we're just like super stoked that you guys are stoked. And yeah, you guys it makes like, us even more. Yeah, it's it makes like planning and everything like not stressful. We're it's so like, excited to meet all of you yeah. too. Like, yeah, that's gonna be even more be crazy. Trippy. Yeah, I know. Like wow, they know us through like our voices and maybe our faces on Instagram. But yeah. I can't even imagine like how many people gave us their emails that we had never talked to before. I know like, it's crazy. I was like, oh, I didn't even know you were following. Yeah, me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, <'cause laughs> that's like so exciting to know. I mean, I used to be that person. Like I used to silently follow people and never say anything. Yeah. And so I like want to make you if you're that person like I want to make you feel just as welcome as the person that's constantly interacting with us or like our clients Mm -hmm. or you know 
Well, speaking of one of our listeners, yeah. she's a listener. She's I guess she's been listening to us like regularly. Yeah. Uh, her name is Hillary, mm-hmm. and she ha- actually had sent us a little box that we're gonna open right now of some like essential oils that she like made for us and wanted to so give to cool. us, which is so nice. I'm like, as you're trying to open this with a pen, <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me go. Let okay, me go, go get, get scissors. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I wish everyone could have a visual of this. This is a really cute little box. It has a little avocado sticker on it. Um, her company is One Hippie Soul. So they're homemade plant-based essential oil blends. Um, I think that she just started this business a year ago. And um, based out of Missouri. And so Erica's getting scissors to open up. That was really funny. She couldn't find scissors in her little desk drawer. So she tried to click a pen. Yeah. I'm sorry I called you out, but that's oh, no, really no. funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually not sorry. I feel like this is this is where we're at in our relationship. All right, let's do this. Talk about <laughs> talk about talk about we we talk about not having any strength right now from like this weekend of like using our I'm hands. Like trying to rip too much. the edge of this tape and it is not working. So scissors, it is. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't want to put it on the computer because I'm scared it's going to, like, tap the recording thing. Yep. Oh, it's, this smells so good already. <gasps> oh! I love the packaging. Oh, my God, there's a crystal in here. Here, I think there's I think there's one for each of us. How cute! Oh, my, oh my God. God, I love This the, is really cute. I okay. love the packaging. So there's a quartz in here. Oh, nice. Beautiful. How okay. cute. Oh, my gosh. Love this. Okay, we're unwrapping. It's like this really cute, like, moon and stars little um, mesh it. bag. And then the wrapping is this really fun white oh, confetti. Like, white wrapping people with gold confetti. <gasps> how cute. Pain blend. How cute. And detox. Okay, so there's a pain blend um, dropper essential oil that has castor oil, lavender, and peppermint. And then there's a little detox blend um, roll-on that is a coconut carrier oil with turmeric, ginger, and lemon. That sounds so good. Mm. Oh my Should gosh. I smell them? I'm excited. Okay, let's smell them. I'm excited. Let's see. Which one are you going to smell first? I'm gonna... Oh, wow. This is... The little glitters are all... Yeah. Like... We're just like festive over here. You tell Ooh. me. Well, my girl. Oh, shit. I forgot. You can't smell. Guys, scent, scent. This is so funny, actually, because I've been able to smell so much funny. stuff. And you can Like, bad stuff, though. You should be. Well, you said you don't feel lucky for it. But I think you should feel lucky. We were literally standing next to this porta potty in Joshua Tree. And everyone was like, oh, my God. What does that smell? And Erica's like, what? Well, since, <laughs> since COVID, my, my smell has not come back completely yet. So you can't smell these? Uh, I can smell this one more, the, mm. oh, the yeah, little pain nice. blends. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Hillary, seriously, thank you so much. This smells amazing. We love amazing. it. Thank you so much. Mm, this peppermint and lavender. I've and been then... saving this box for like two months. She like gave it to us a long time ago, yeah. but I was like, I'm just going to open this when Rachel gets oh, here. Oh, I love this one. Turmeric, ginger, and lemon. Like I love putting that in tea, so yeah. like having this on a roll-on. Super cute. Thank you oh so my gosh. much. And the little crystal. That just like is yeah, the, the cherry little, on top. Exactly. Oh, we love this. It. We love it. Thank you so much, Hillary. Um, also, big shout out to anyone who has donated over a cast in the past month. Mm-hmm. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. Like, this is something that 
we're just gonna throw it out there like one day we want to literally have like an empire autoimmune mm-hmm. and you like yeah. have all the things possible to support you on your autoimmune journey and like we don't get paid for this yeah literally at all yeah. we put so much time and effort into it and we are so happy to do so and we're not gonna stop um but we got our first sponsorship yeah we got we got yeah. we finally have our first like you're so and like so Rachel and I we both are very like you know we want to be able to be sponsored by things that we actually like utilize mm-hmm. and like enjoy like we don't want to just get sponsored yeah. by something like random and be like oh here's yeah because that's just like not either of our vibes yeah so we were both like waiting for something that felt like you know something that we could actually incorporate into our podcast episodes like easily mm-hmm. um and that we actually use and that we like so yeah so you'll hear about it next yep. episode you'll yep. hear all about it our our new sponsors that we're excited yeah that actually That's- i totally forgot about that yeah. that literally they just messaged us back literally on our road trip back here so um next episode you will hear all about one of our um one of our sponsors and yeah. also yeah just throwing out like that Acast um, donate feature is, I mean, even if it's, like, the people that donate, like, $5 even, it seriously means the world to us because it yeah. shows that you value what it is that we're doing. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not about the money, obviously, but we would love to make it to where we could, you know, I mean, I, I don't, some of you know this, some of you don't. Like, I have literally, like, a million hats that I wear. I, I do all of the things. And, mm-hmm. honestly, it would be nice to just, like, coach and have our podcast yeah. and, like, have yeah. that be our income and that's it. But, yeah. um, fortunately and unfortunately at the moment, like, I have a lot of other kind of streams of income that I'm committed to um, that I love. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, it would be nice to be able to streamline things eventually because I know that this is not, like, sustainable forever. Yeah. Um, and also, like, we both feel very passionately about – having this be just like a very big like known thing in the autoimmune community we Mm -hmm. are here to make ripples and we are here yeah or we are here to make waves yeah and cause a ripple effect um in order to just like change the narrative of the autoimmune community because we're tired of all of this seriousness and everything being centered around diet and that's it and it's like no there's so much more to it that actually um has a lot more to do with that like overall vitality and yeah. wellness and and sense of genuine being and being more secure in yourself and mm-hmm. that's why we call it autoimmune and you because yeah. we're focused on you and we want you to be focused on yourself as well not mm-hmm. just what you're putting into your body yeah and at the same token like we are folk obviously we use a lot of our personal experiences mm-hmm. right so it, it seems like it's about us but really like the goal is to have you listening and going oh my god that exactly applies to my life Mm -hmm. like we use it in a way our story to help you apply it to your own life and hopefully if you're going through the same thing or having the same thoughts or like feeling the same way you can be like wow like they use that scenario Mm -hmm. and they turned it into this and like how can I do that in my own life exactly so that's like our main goal of this but yeah, what a year. Like, literally, <gasps> we're going into November. I know. We're almost going to be it's a, year. a year. It's going to be almost a year. We got our first, we have what, like almost like 13,000 mm-hmm. downloads. We got our first sponsorship. Yeah. We have so many good reviews on So, you know Apple. the crazy part about this? Sorry, I okay. wasn't trying to cut you off, but like the crazy part about this, I you and I were talking about this the other day, but. My mom, the other day, she was like, How many episodes are you guys up to? And I was like, I think 30 now. And she's like, wow, like, so many people, you know, say that they're going to start something like this and they don't even, like, follow through. Yeah. And I was thinking in my head, 
like at first I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's only 30. But then I'm thinking, no, you're absolutely right. Like so How many, many hours people, yeah, so many people, I know plenty of people that have started podcasts and they get like five episodes yeah. in and they stop. Yeah. But at the same token, it is a lot and it's a lot of work. It's been a lot of hours, but at the same time, it's never been like, it's never, it's never felt, been a chore. It's never yeah, been like, it's we never have felt to do like this. that. And it's also like, it's been so easy to do it, and we've never been like, oh, I don't know, like, is yeah. this worth it? Even when we had, like, a, a hundred downloads, mm-hmm. like, it was never like, oh, I don't know, should we keep going? It's never been a question. Never. It's just, like, flowed, and yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, and we're always, like, excited about topics yeah. or, like, things that we're going through in our life. We're like, wow, like, we really want to, like, share that with other people. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that's what makes a podcast successful is mm-hmm. that the consist- consistency of us mm-hmm. and, like, the consistency of our our energy together and like the 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 thought process and all the like the energy that we put into each episode mm-hmm. like I never like leave a recording thinking like uh like I don't really want to put that up and like, if we do there was one where we did and we never released it exactly we were like, oh, I don't know we we're that's just, so we're right it. yeah we've had I think one or two episodes like that like we recorded. Like a long time Yeah, that ago. was in the very beginning when yeah. we were barely getting, like, We were, like, bearings. trying to figure out what to talk about. And we honestly, we didn't record it. We were, like, this just doesn't seem quite as genuine or, like, it doesn't seem pertinent or whatever. Yeah. We were just, like, nah, I'm not, like, 100% stoked on it. Yeah. But ever since then, it's just, like, so Pretty much every time. Yeah. Every time, like, we end and we're done. We're and we're, like, oh, oh that was good. <laughs> every single time, we're, like, that was good. So I think that's a really good sign. Yeah. And so, also, yeah. it's just, like, getting better and better, like, especially with us getting to hang out in person and, like getting closer and closer and even this weekend I just kept thinking like god I'm so grateful first of all that you put together that whole trip while I was here like that was just so special and like yeah. it means so much to me more than anything yeah um but also getting to spend that time yeah. and like being there climbing together and like even though I was new I like none of your friends or you made me feel like oh like you know she mm-hmm. can't do it or anything yeah. like that and it was just so supportive and so I just feel like at, like it Honestly, obviously, we're, like, kind of friends from the beginning, but I feel like now it's just, like, such a strong friendship oh, that yeah. it's just going to continue to grow and grow, and yeah. that makes it so yeah. special. Yeah. Um, one of the things that one of your friends said when we were walking, um, I think yesterday or the day before, he was like, wow, like, you guys just, there's something so different about you two. He's like, I don't know, like, you guys just, like, care about each other, just, like, little sisters. Like, yeah. I don't know. He said it's almost, like, childlike the way we, like, yeah, interact together. Yeah, that's what it was. And to me, like, someone else could, like, not take that as a compliment, but I take that as a compliment. Especially from him, Because yeah. it's, like, that genuine, like, you know, childhood friendship mm-hmm. that you have where you're just, like, so happy to be around that person and mm-hmm. excited to, like, try things with. Yeah. And, like, it's not, like... And, like, amping them up yeah. and, like, yeah, just, like, grabbing hands, like, all right, let's go! Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> More more amazing things yeah. to come, and honestly, so obviously, happy. like, this wouldn't, you know, we, like, we need your support. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is how a podcast keeps going, is from the support of the listeners. From every single one of you, and we talk about it a lot, but it really, like, those reviews, more than anything, yeah. and the sharing on social media is huge. We love it. I love when world, people tag us. Yeah, but, like, everyone in the world loves social proof. We love seeing that people actually listen yeah. to things and buy things and whatever, like, not that you're buying but like why? Like, but like what makes you listen? So exactly. Thing, so when people not just sharing a screenshot, but like why do you like it? Exactly. Like when we get a review, like I'm mm-hmm. like it, I'm genuinely like wow. Like why is this person named yeah. listening? And like we're we get although it's like a reoccurring theme of like you know there's specific things that people obviously like you know about 
our the way that we communicate together, mm-hmm. there's always like something un- unique that, and special yep, to each that person. Hurts them. Yep, yep, for sure. So and um, yeah, so I think that it's just really important to be sharing on social media and reviewing and rating and also like supporting us um, in any sort of way through the uh, Acast donate feature if you can. Um, it, it just means so much to us. And this is just the beginning. They, I'm like, they in quotations say that it takes one to two years for a podcast to like really start getting up and going. Mm. And yeah. I mean, we're, the ball is rolling. Like we're yeah. there, right? Yeah. We're coming up on a year of having this idea. And then we launched January one. So we're coming up on a year of having the podcast even released to the world. And this is just the beginning. I mean, we're going to have our retreat next year, and then it's just going to keep rolling from yeah. there. So thank you all for being along with us for this ride. Like, And also, like, shout out to every single one of you who has ever reached out to us being like, even if it's privately, being yeah. like, wow, yeah. this this changed my life in this way and that yeah. way. Or, like, we've gotten clients through the podcast, yeah. which is incredible. We yeah, never crazy. thought this was possible. No. No. Like, I didn't. We were just like, we're let's so help s- a couple people by talking about our experience. Like, Or, or so <laughs> soon, you know. Yeah. I really thought, like, oh, we're going to have to have, like, 100,000 downloads mm-hmm. and, like, this amount of, like, subscribers and stuff to, like, be able to get clients. But it's, like, it's insane. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like this year, because of the podcast, like, I really, like, it's been a different year mm-hmm. for me, like, as far yeah. as, like, my business. So, like, I'm very, like, appreciative of, like, you guys are actually listening yeah. to what, they're he- what the heck we're saying. And then you're connecting to both of us yeah. in very different ways. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, our individual clients are supporting like the other person, like if someone goes with me, they're yeah, like, they're we like, always are so amazed at that. It's and, so cool, and that's what's like crazy. Like we both like benefit from this, yeah. and like we both like bring something different to the table, even though we both like share the same message. And yeah. like I love that, like you guys are literally like listening to us, and you're like wow, like, man, like, this is someone that I really want to work with, mm-hmm. and you guys are connect. like, it's, it's just so humbling, because it really is, we, you hear us, and you see us, but we don't see you, and yeah. we don't hear you, unless, <laughs> unless you review, unless yeah. you reach out then to us, then we see you, yeah, yeah, so, but that's exactly it, um, it's so cool, like, I mentioned that text message the other day, how, like, people, even if they're working with one of us, like, they're supporting both of us, and yep. it's, like, such a fun, cool thing. Like, we love, we, we say it all the time. We're like, oh, my God, we're, like, the dynamic duo of the autoimmune yeah. community. It's so fun. Yeah, it is really fun. <laughs> it's such a blast. So, well, this was our recording together. We hope you – it's a long one, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, you don't, you don't have to listen to it all or listen to it all because yeah. I think, you know, this whole episode, like, we always say this. Like, today we're, like – well, let's just talk about like what we did in Joshua Tree. And it's like, look, see, this is, this This is, is, we say this, I feel like we say this every single episode. Every time. But like, we always have a message to share. Like Mm -hmm. it wouldn't, we don't just, like we said, we don't create this podcast to just Mm -hmm. like be like, oh my God, like, so I did this this weekend. Like, it's just gonna naturally happen that like we all, we want to deliver something, and we to like you. to let it flow in yeah. that way. Like we're not sitting here like with an ulterior ulterior motive of being like, oh, we're gonna promote this or no. we're gonna talk we about this. We don't even this. make a list. We were anymore. literally, but Garrett gets it too. Like Erica's husband, like we're sitting in the car, like I don't know what should we talk about, and I'm like I don't know. We'll just like he's like you guys are just gonna talk about your time and it's gonna be fine. Like you guys will get there, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. we were like yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh. <laughs> it's always weird like saying goodbye on this because Rachel's gonna be leaving uh tomorrow I'm gonna be dropping her off in LA she's gonna go spend another couple days with someone else but um yeah I think 
I'm just like very grateful for like mm-hmm. everything. Like we said, like we literally met on Instagram and now like not only is it just the podcast, but mm-hmm. like you we literally have a friend for life. Mm-hmm. Like for sure. So if you find someone you connect with, we've said this before, but like Try to meet up. Yeah. You never know what could happen. Even if you're in a different state, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is so funny. We actually, um, a couple of people that I met this weekend of Erica's friends, like, they're like, oh, so you live in Oregon? Like, how'd you guys meet? I'm like, online. And it's funny because I literally had moved to Oregon a month after, yeah. or a month before you reached out to me yeah. on Instagram. And then we, be, like, started really yeah. talking. Um, and someone asked me, they're like, would you have stayed if if you guys met before? And I was like, honestly, maybe. I would have <laughs> I would have convinced you. And, like, sure. even being here with the warm weather, I'm like, oh, I kind of miss it. I don't know. So, I don't know. But Nothing's for now, permanent. I love Portland. Yeah, you're exactly. in your vibe yeah. with Portland yeah. right now. And plus, that gives me a reason to go yeah, to Oregon. So. for sure. And yeah. it gives you a reason to come back to But, Oregon. yeah, it's yeah. been so fun. We appreciate you all. That's our long-winded version of saying we're so, so humbled for this community. Yeah. And we're so freaking excited for what's to come. And I look like a freaking fairy right now with all this glitter. I know. All the little glitters are all over us. <laughs> all right. So, we will... Talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh. Thank you so much for listening to our Autoimmune and You podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people. Uh, Hi, everyone. Word together again. <laughs> I don't know why that's an awkward intro this time. <laughs> Rachel's just staring at me laughing. Hey everyone, uh, no, why are you- <laughs>